Hello. 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 Oh my goodness. Happy solstice. Happy new moon. Merry Christmas. Wow. What a rest week it has been. I had an extra three days of rest week in addition to the waning crescent moon because we were just frozen here in southeast Missouri. Um, I'd try to turn my computer on and the batteries would just die. So we thrived. And welcome. This is uh, 30 Days of Moon Magic uh, with the Magical Mothering community on Patreon. I go live each day for three weeks out of the lunar cycle, and then I take a rest week off pulling you in to join me, and then we go back into a new lunar cycle. So we are in a brand new lunar cycle that actually started on Friday. So Friday was the new moon. Yesterday was that picture perfect crescent moon in the sky, perfect for planting your uh, desires, your wishes, your magical intentions. And so know that just because the new moon was on Friday, we have until a few more days, we have uh, three more days to really get into this mood of setting intentions. And while we usually do that on New Year's, I find it perfect timing that the new moon is happening now, a week before New Year's, so that we can really ramp up. What is it for our, what are our intentions for this year? What is our word for the year? Do you do this? Do you choose a word for the year? And what is your word for the year? I have not chosen mine yet. I am still in anticipatory awaiting as to what my year is going to be. And I haven't gotten that clear word. So I need to do some meditation on that. So for this new moon, good morning, Natasha, or good afternoon, I guess it is now. Um, what is your intention for this lunar cycle? So this lunar cycle, being that it is so close to winter solstice, and the lunar cycle is inherently going into the new year. This time of year for me is very much a going within time. And so I really wanted to pull in some elements of this dualistic, the dualistic nature of this extreme time of the year. We've got cold, we've got dark, we've got limited sunshine. And so what better way to celebrate and to really honor this lunar cycle than to go within. And so we are going to play in the mystical realm of the divine feminine and the divine masculine. And with that, we are going to talk a lot about the toxic feminine, the toxic masculine. We're going to talk about inner work and shadow work versus ego. We're going to talk about these oppositional forces that just come naturally when we think about 
divine feminine, divine masculine, when we think about good and evil, when we think about light and dark, when we think about what is on our shadow side versus what is portrayed. So I am super excited for this lunar cycle. On Friday, uh, we will have a Patreon-only session. We will have uh, one the following Friday. So for the next three Fridays, patrons only, we will be doing a Patreon only sessions, really diving into these oppositional forces, pulling out what it is that we are. Are we more in the toxic masculine? Are we in the toxic feminine? How do we get to the divine masculine? How do we get to the divine feminine? How do we create a mystical union between these two oppositional forces and to work with that magnetic energy so that we can really pull in and play with these oppositional forces in our life. And I find it so amazing. So I was doing a lot of contemplating during my rest week. We were ramping up and preparing for this Arctic storm of like the century kind of a thing. We'd been through single digits and double digits before last year, and we didn't even have a wood stove available, like built in. Hello, Linda. Um, but this Arctic storm really kind of put us in a different mindset. So we were really preparing. I don't know how restful it really was, but I was very present. And I would like to talk about that for a second because there's something so beautiful about being present, about being in the moment completely. And I have to admit, uh, over the summer and through the autumn, my kids were like, we want to play board games. We want to sew with you. We want to do these things. And I was like, I just, I don't want to sit still. I don't want to sit and play a game that I just couldn't be present for that. I still had a lot of energy. Maybe it was this winter preparation. I can use whatever excuses I want, but I just wasn't doing it. This past rest week, so during the waning crescent moon, my kids and I just played. We played board games. We played card games. I cooked in a different way. I was just more present. I was more grounded. I was more aware. And so I want to share how the journey spirals that I love, love, love this 13 month lunar cycle year, because it gives us an opportunity to go through and really be in practice of every one of these aspects of our spiritual development. It really gives us an opportunity to be in, in it, like to really do it and to not just get stuck in certain spiritual things where I'm a manifester and I'm just going to manifest everything or I visualize and I just create vision boards or I, you know, I am all about the body and health and these are all fantastic things or I just work in the soul realm and I do Akashic readings and that's my jam or these are fantastic and there's nothing against that yet there is something very beneficial to going through each lunar cycle and having presented before us, me included, 
this opportunity to take a deeper dive, to really allow and awaken and unfold these aspects that are inherently presented to us all the time, but we're so distracted and dissociated. So I really feel that integrating this lunar rhythm into my own life has been incredibly beneficial. And I do wanna invite you, if you're not a part of the Patreon community yet, to go to patreon.com forward slash magical mothering, join in that community and be a part of this process, be a part of the journey. Um, again, every Friday that is not on a rest week, I am doing Patreon only healing sessions where we are on Zoom, we're interacting, we're chatting, we're communicating and they're fantastic. We've been having so much fun. So um, join in on those if you aren't already. And for those of you that are on this call who are part of Patreon already, it means the world to me to have your support, to have your uh, partnership, to be in this community together, to build and to grow and to be a part of this journey. So thank you. So what is the mystical union and why is this lunar cycle about the mystical union? So the mystical union is an alchemy process of really that integration of really feeling these opposing forces like I was talking about, this masculine and feminine or good and evil, light and dark. We live in such a dualistic society. We live in such a dualistic culture that we often feel like we have to choose a side of these opposing forces, right? None of us are, you know, there are people who are purely team evil, and there's people that are purely team good, and there's people that are purely team light, like light at all costs, we are light beings. And then there's this aspect of like, no, the shadow, the shadow can help. So really looking at these dueling aspects and how they feel in our body. We're going to be playing a lot with our shadow aspect because so much of what we present to the world is not the full picture, right? It's so much of what we present to the world is the toxic masculine. As women, the women that follow me, if you are a woman, if you follow magical mothering, we tend to be more in the toxic masculine than we are in the divine feminine. So I tend to heavily uh, teach and share and pursue the divine feminine to balance that heavily masculine energy that we tend to carry. We tend to be assertive and controlling and dominating and making plans and doing all this stuff. And this is the way that women have had to counteract the force that has been taken over us. We tend to go more into a masculine role and less of a feminine role because we're not protected. We're not honored. We're not held sacred. We're not in a space where we can receive. There's a lot of unraveling as to why we are so much in the toxic masculine. But simultaneously, there is this aspect of creating a beautiful oppositional force within us that we are resonating in that divine masculine of being confident, of being assertive, 
of being disciplined, of being uh, able to communicate clearly. And then there's this beautiful oppositional force of the divine feminine where we can receive and allow and be in flow and know the rhythm and have our intuition. And this is so much more than male and female. This is a marriage or a mystical union of divine feminine properties and divine masculine properties in our own being. Hi, Stacy. Welcome. And so this is something that is very beautiful. This is the epitome. This is the, the highest chakras. These are the highest alchemical processes. These are the top of the pyramid of hierarchy when it comes to psychological, spiritual, occult, esoteric practices is this mystical union. And how beautiful to have these oppositional forces pulling in us when there's nothing outside in our environment that is pulling at us. I'm going to say that again. Christmas is done. New Year's is going to be done. Now we just be. We be in that frenzy that was just created. We be in that consumeristic, overwhelming space that was just unindated onto us. And when we allow for ourselves to really unravel this, to really unravel this in a way that creates space for being, we can see that outside the environment, if you're in a, a cold environment right now, if you're in Arizona, it's very difficult because life goes on for California, right? Like the weather's perfect there. You just go on with it. You don't have the cold pulling you into your inner world, but you can still do it. For the rest of the country, we're in this kind of hibernation space. And inside of this hibernation space, there's not a lot pulling us out. There's not, the river's not calling us to go, um, go out and play with it. Uh, the, you know, it's cold, it's cold outside. And so the environment outside of us is telling us it's time to go within. And Natasha, I'm actually saying, use the environment, use the cold to go within, go within. So not just within our homes, not just cuddled around a fire, but to go within in our own being. Uh, last winter, in between the winter solstice and Imbolc, which is February 1st, I did a seven-week journey in my own being of going into the underworld through Anana's own journey. So Anana was a Sumerian goddess, and I really loved and connected with this journey. So uh, maybe we can do this as well. I will kind of portray parts of Anana's own journey into the underworld. So much of winter solstice in my own being is the underworld. And I think there is, again, this oppositional, like the divine feminine and divine masculine at the upper echelons of the spiritual. And opposing that is the underworld, the darkness that is pulling us down and using these two oppositional forces to really create a beautiful magnetic balance. 
I don't like the word balance, but I don't know of another word because balance is really not the point. We want a union. We want a partnership. We want this magnet where they, they, they synchronistically move together. Uh, Stacy says, I've recently picked up crocheting after taking a 30-ish year break. I'm using the cold to focus on new creativity. Yeah. And it's an interesting thing when you pick up something in your hands, right? Suddenly your hands are busy. And as you get really good at it, and as you really kind of start your, your mind, your body, your heart, head, and hands. This is the Waldorf method, head, heart, and hands. When your hands are occupied, your heart can engage and your head can engage. And there's this triple aspect um, that is going on. Um, yeah, dance is kind, it's kind of it, Natasha, but it's more of this aspect of, I, when I see it, it is like two magnets. Uh, the positive and the negative, and they're they're wanting to come together. And when you're trying to pull magnets apart, this is that oppositional force. So we don't want two negatives, right? We don't want them to repel each other, which could be what's happening in a lot of people's lives is this aspect of oppositional forces are repelling and pushing what we don't want, right? What we do want is we want these magnets where you can feel when you try to pull them apart, there's this, this force in between them. And that's really when I think of divine masculine and divine feminine, I really see it as a magnet that is connected. And there's this force when you try to separate them as you've built up your divine masculine and you've built up your divine feminine, they magnet together. And if one tends to lose its magnet, its magnetivity, um, it just kind of falls away, right? If it's no longer positive or negative, it just drops off. And so we really want to build up our divine feminine to match the masculine that we have so that they actually have this magnetic pull. And we're not just this overpowering masculine energy that is creating chaos and control and dominance and, you know, destruction and just all over the place. We want to build up that divine feminine and really allow and receive. And so this is receiving, learning how to receive. It's so difficult for us to receive there are still times we're having a house guest stay with us for the past week and he'll go, Hey, I'm going to do the dishes. And I'm like, Oh, I should do the dishes. And I'll start doing the dishes. He's like, no, I'll, I'll do the dishes. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I will receive that. Like, it's so hard for me to receive sometimes. And so even while I'm being intimate with my partner, with my husband, I will practice receiving. I will practice allowing, I will practice in that very vulnerable, uh, intimate way of not trying to assert or control or dominate, but just receive. And something happens in my body when I do that. So that's something that can be really helpful to just practice in those very intimate, safe settings. 
Um, receiving can be receiving a compliment. Receiving can be receiving a gift or a sum of money. Receiving can be even going out into nature and finding a flower in the snow and knowing that that is for you and receiving that beauty, receiving a sunset, receiving um, any number of these things, allowing. I do not do very good at allowing. The road, being on the road for three and a half years, traveling in a school bus, school bus very much taught me stripped my foundation and taught me how to go with the flow, how to allow, how to stop trying to control every aspect. And I'm a, I, I like schedules. I like planning. I say that I'm going to be on at one o'clock and I very much want to be on time. And I very much was very concerned that I didn't get my planner pages out for three days. And it was I had to allow the fact that just my technology did not work. I, I would not have even been able to go on a Facebook Live. My my phone was dying after just a few minutes from the intense cold. Like there was there was environmental aspects that just said, stop. You have to just allow for what is happening to unravel. And I did, and I just went, okay. I, I will go back on as soon as I can. And we were safe. It was just technology batteries, really. Batteries do not like the cold. So my phone battery, my laptop battery, and then we run our home on solar. And so our batteries just did not like that intense single digit cold. They just kept dying. So we were warm and we were safe and we were we were perfectly great so it gave me a time to just continue enjoying that solstice aspect of we got to experience what people 200 years ago experienced in solstice the darkest night of the year so i'm going to tell a little story on solstice, I wanted to have a big bonfire. It was like perfectly great weather. It was, you know, in the thirties outside and which is great here, like one wool sweater. Great. So it was solstice. I was like, it's the darkest night of the year. I wanted a solstice bonfire. Like we're going to stay up, you know, late and enjoy the darkest night. Well, the next night it was negative two. My husband, our friend, and myself had to take 45-minute shifts all night long until the sun rose to keep our wood stove going because already all the walls in the bus were frozen, were little ice crystals. Like if you look in a freezer, that's what the inside of the bus looked like. Um, it was intense. It was crazy. We were fine. We had we have plenty of warm clothes and we hot water bottles and our wood stove, but it was an incredible thing. And I went, how superficial! Like I wanted the the Instagram version of solstice with the big bonfire and the pictures and the candlelit spiral walk. And what I got was an intense every forty five minute awakening of is the night ever going to end? And finally, when that dawn came, I had a very primitive experience 
of how grateful I am and understanding what the darkest night of the year means and meant to individuals for centuries, for millennia, that that dark night really is. And those nights, the, the nights, the few nights after are really just these aspects of being so in tune of being present to the gift that the sun is and the sun was reborn on that that day for me like I really felt it I felt it in my being that the sun was born again and I was so grateful for the sun in the sky to give me warmth and then each day after that long night it's gotten warmer and warmer and warmer and so today we're sitting at like 45 degrees a big contrast from the high of seven three days ago and so there's this beautiful expansion that happens in these moments um yeah Stacy was saying we were without power that night we slept by the stove with very little sleep keeping that stove going yeah it's a very interesting experience and I love that in our modern technological culture where so many of us don't necessarily have to think about where our heat comes from, or we don't have to think about the power being on. We don't have to think about staying warm. This was a big reset. This really created a lot of chaos and calamity and um, disorder for a lot of individuals. But I feel like it gave us what you said, a beautiful experience. Stacy shares, it's a beautiful experience on that night. And that's exactly what it was. There was this tenderness, this awareness of how nature, despite how much we want to separate from it, and we stay in 70 degree houses, I do not, I acclimate with the weather, but I'm just, the majority of people stay in these, you know, temperature regulated homes with all of their kind of things around them. And nature really wanted us to wake up. It gave us a solstice gift of look, the sun is vital to you. Still, like you can do whatever you want to do with all the technological aspects around you, but it is vital to your being. And I found that so true. Um, Natasha says, isn't it amazing how what we want compared to what we get? I wanted a daughter. I got two daughters. Yeah, you wanted a beautiful bonfire. And spent, instead, you spent the whole night stoking the fire that took care of your family. Yeah, right. We have these visuals and we have and so manifesting and desire so be mindful of what intentions you're planting in this particular uh waxing crescent moon because it's a potent one we're coming out of a solstice that was very alive for us i have not experienced a solstice like that um this solstice really gave us this aspect of being present to nature and i have a feeling that this is going to be a theme in nature this year that nature is going to demand our attention back of it it's going to demand that we start using its medicine wisely we start using its resources wisely it's going to demand our attention and i love that because that's why i live out where i do um 
yeah, Stacy shares, I connected uh, more than ever with winter solstice than she ever, has ever before. And it's true, there was something so grounding and beautiful. Good morning, Dee, or good afternoon, Dee. Welcome. Um, I hope you are feeling better, my friend. I know you haven't been feeling well, so we need to catch up. Let me know how you're doing. Um, and so with all of this, there's this aspect of really being present to those oppositional forces, this fire in this intense cold and snow, or the darkness with the little bit of light. So there's these extremes happening right now, which I really love because they, they almost are like a spotlight on the on my own extremes happening in my own, where, where am I going to extremes? So when we look at the extreme of winter solstice and the time of dark versus light and the, the extreme cold, and then, you know, oppositionally summer solstice where it's the extreme heat and the extreme weather and the extreme sun, there's these aspects that I'm, I'm going to use this lunar cycle to really look at where in my life do I have a magnet that is overpowering the other oppositional force where I'm just crushing this versus having this beautiful magnetic pole that they're they're in opposition and yet they're attracted beautifully. And this is what we really want, right? Whenever I do this, this is like the brain, right? This is our brain. And there's these two sides to it. I we all have one side that we favor yet really going within and and seeing using those planner pages and to that are in the patreon um really using those planner pages to dissect where in our lives are we really needing to see where we're being extreme where we're being oppositional where we're choosing a side and I get it. There's a lot of things out there that are saying, choose good, not evil. Choose light, not dark. Choose femininity, not masculinity. There's so many of these oppositional forces that are wanting us to go in these extremes, right? Even in politics. And this creates in us a lot of dichotomy and it creates in us a pull where we're actually separating our own, our own being rather than integrating our pieces dualism really separates us and so that's why the yin yang or the positive negative of the magnets we need both we cannot just have this toxic positivity of always be happy always smile you know no like that we need to have both where we can magnet them in equal polarity equal opposition and from doing that within outside of us will start recalibrating around us we will feel in our being these forces creating the oppositional dance is perfect natasha right the oppositional dance within us from the outside within us we want that really strong magnetic pole 
outside without us. So within, we want that magnetic pull. Without us, we want that dance of those oppositional forces around us helping to see where we are in extremes, how to nuancely allow for our own magnetic oppositional forces to be balanced out. So I am super excited about this lunar cycle. I'm super excited about the Patreon only Fridays. We're going to do um, some healing, some visualizations. We'll go deep as we always do. And there'll be individual. I always do individual uh, session times with the people that show up on these Patreon onlys on Friday. So if you are interested in joining the Patreon community, I would absolutely love to have you there. Um, because it's, it's a gift. It's such, it's such a beautiful thing to be a part of these communities, um, especially with the women that are here. Um, so let's, let's continue this conversation for this lunar cycle. And I'd love to hear in your own being where these oppositional forces are really playing and how they're playing. What is dominating your life right now? Um, is it these outside consumeristic things that are getting to you? Are you having some inner struggles going on? Where is that, that extreme in your life that the outside world is showing is there within? And then we can pull out from within us, creating that equilibrium come uh, spring equinox where those times are equal. So this is going to be fun. We're going to play with this a lot more. Thank you for joining in with me, and I hope you have an absolutely magical day.